just our appreciation of taste and flavor. It's easy to do and doesn't really matter who you are. What are your two tips? There's three types of tasters in the world. Super tasters, tasters. And then what's the last category? Non tasters. The, the fragrance pops out. You are going to become a better regular old taster. Today on the podcast, we are diving into a little bit of palate improvement. And what what are we going to more specifically going to be detailing in this episode today, Dad? One area is triangulation. Don't worry about the word just yet, but but there's many ways you can improve your palate, and and we're going to look at one of six different ones over the next time slots, whatever. In real sense, it's it's uh, it's just our appreciation of taste and flavor. Um, you're discriminating between different, getting a little more sophisticated and mm. thinking about that. In in, in triangulation, uh, they talk about triangulation tests increase your sensitivity to tiny differences in coffee characteristics. And it's interesting. So it's more of like a detailing the experience that you have in your mouth. Um, yes, yeah. you're having that, yeah. that experience anyway, but you're saying, I'm just going to stop and think about this. And wow, there's a lot right. going on. And then really paying in, uh, paying attention and keying into that. Um, And triangulation is one of the ways that we can improve that in ourselves. It's a very easy thing to do. You can do it lots of places. Uh, Professionals do it all the time. And, but it's easy to do and doesn't really matter who you are. If you want to appreciate your coffees more, triangulation is a really simple, good way, powerful way to do that. Well, and it's interesting because we had talked about this a little bit before the podcast and you said if people didn't want to listen to the whole podcast, what what was your, what were your two tips? <laughs> That's right. Two tips would be one, think rather than just gulp down, smell, whatever you do. Slow down and think. Slow down and think. The second one would be practice if you practice, just practice, practice practice exactly and there's no shortcut to practice you just got to do it well i think that kind of sums up the episode so i think we're uh, i think we're done thank you ah thank you for listening <laughs> no um uh, so i guess as we you know there are those things of think and practice and i think they'll kind of make themselves evident as we go through the rest of the episode as well but dad there are to start off with so that we get kind of a base of understanding of you know who we are as tasters there's there's three types of tasters in the world, correct? That's correct. Three broad categories, and I would put them into, the first one would be called the super tasters. Okay. They taste, smell, everything. Sounds like one of those things that might be a gift and a curse. Exactly. You're going to smell good <laughs> stuff, and you're going to smell bad stuff. Broadly put, it's like 25% of our, of the population mm. on the earth. Is super taster. Yeah, they might not may no, not know it. They just you may pick it up in terms of man, you smell things no one else smells. They may never click that they're one of the super tasters. So we've got the top level is super tasters. Super What's taster. the next step? Next down? level down, and this is the biggest category, and I would call them the tasters. Just regular old regular old tasters. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not really because if you're gonna think and practice, you are going to become a better regular old taster. Mm. And you're talking about fifty percent now approximately wow. of the population. So you've got the top creme of twenty five percent. Then you've got this large section in the middle, the fifty percent. Mm. And the good news with the fifty percent is if you don't know it, you don't practice and you don't think, you start down around twenty six uh, percent. But if you do think and you do practice, you're mm. going to suddenly start going up on the scale and you will reach up to you know 74% before you know it. You're, you'll be going, I can think, I can taste. Did you taste right. that? You'll, you'll you know, talk about it more often than you realize. And you can actually become quite a good taster. You can. I put a little caveat there too. Um, 
I, I believe that uh, females are better than males at this. It's more of a genetic thing that goes on. Mm, interesting. We could look at that at some stage. I, I don't know all the science of it, but I've been told the females have a better chance of being a super taster and therefore even a taster is, is, is not as... Uh, there's more females are in that category than, than males. And then what's the last category? The last one, and don't be ashamed if you're in the last category, <laughs> but there are a few, and I've come across a few of them. Mm. Um, and the last 25% uh, would be what they call the non-tasters. Yeah. What they, is, so does that mean you just don't taste anything? Well, you do, but the nuances, the the, the excitement of, wow, this has got <laughs> this and this, and you're sort of going, oh, it tastes all right, but that's about as far as it goes. And mm. you get on in life and it's not a problem. <laughs> you're not inhibited as a human. No, and I, I, I know a few people who are in that category and they're wonderful the Wonderful, humans. wonderful people. They are wonderful people. <laughs> and they realize you can't have it all. How do you actually test for that? How do I, if I don't know what kind of oh, taste, right? is there a way to There to is actually. I have a, it's got a long scientific name. I've got this little tube at work that you, it's like a little bit of litmus paper that you put on the middle of your tongue. Yeah. And I won't give it away, but what you taste on that will show, it, it doesn't show the super taster, but right. different <clears throat> tasters and the, and the non-tasters, that last 25%. Are you a super taster? That particular test, I'm sure there's other ones you could do, uh, yeah. would tend to put me up there. The whole idea of this tasting and what this is is we want we want to you know give you some skills and kind of teach you yeah. about some stuff that, that's helpful in honing that in a little bit. So there's a lot of other things that are in the Q grader, um, you know, book of yeah. Of don't things don't you be can put do, off by the Q grading sort of title there. But what if we look at what the Q graders go through? It does help us improve our palate, knowing the basic taste. Sour, sweet, and salty. Mm. What's the difference? Let's combine them. Let's see if we can sort of start differentiating them again in that palette. Today we want to look at triangulation. Yep. We want to look, we want to dig a little deeper into that. This is something that people in the industry or or people outside of the industry can do. Mm -hmm. And it's something that's going to really help hone your palate. I think it was Michael Michael Ryan talked about the palate being one of the most important things mm. to cultivate yes. um, as you journey through coffee. It excites me, this one, because it's one that's easy, but it's one that I've used a lot myself mm. in training and help with others. And you'd be amazed how quickly you start learning things that you didn't think you knew. My first question is, what uh, if I'm drinking coffee at a coffee shop or if I'm going into work at a roastery tomorrow, why why is triangulation important to me? When you're drinking your coffee, you can say, one, this is peach mm. uh, rather than pear. Gotcha. And that helps, it helps you go, oh yeah, I know the difference. And now I can appreciate, there's a good word there, you can appreciate pear, you can appreciate Peach. Then you can start talking to others who will say, that's pear. Mm. We, we've got that one locked in. And this coffee I'm tasting tastes like pear. Exactly the same as what I just was yeah. tasting. And I would add, I think it helps you to become more critical while you're cupping. You're thinking critical. I like that, Reed. Yeah. It helps you to, because I think so oftentimes if I ever do a cupping, it's like, I, I you know, sometimes I, I can be there. And I'm like lost for words as mm -hmm. far as like what differentiates these two. Oh, they both taste like coffee or, you know, I, you, so sometimes coming up with the words or coming up with why these are different can be challenging. And this is a great way to kind of test yourself against exactly. that. And you can go a step even before that even giving it a word you can say is and I, I talk in cupping classes of of if you can just differentiate these two coffees mm. you're on your way you've done well so triangulation it's uh, simple but powerful what's the what's the first thing we need to know about triangulation triangulation 
tri being three, of course, like a triangle. <laughs> uh, and what you're looking for is one of these is not like the others. And we it's could, like Sesame Street. I was going to say, we could start doing the little song if we want. <laughs> one of these things is not like the others. And that's usually the first thing people think about Sesame Street. And they're right. It is. One of these is not like the other two. It's not just one. You've got three things going on here. So it's, it's setting up. You, you have three different things you're smelling or tasting. Yes. And I, I put a little caveat there too that today we're just going to talk about smelling the, the fragrance mm. if you were doing a full-on triangulation you move into the the tasting and you go into a cupping like we've done before and you can actually taste the differences as well i think the aroma is the has a bigger percentage of finding which one's in easier in a sense and it's just mm. it's very accurate to finding which one is by itself and therefore the other two are together so how do we set up a triangulation triangulation you, all you need is three utensils, <laughs> cups, and to place your coffee in, you grind them all the same, um, and you grind, you have two different coffees, that's the different, that's, mm. the, that's the triangulation part here, is you may have an Ethiopian, mm-hmm. and you may have a Brazil, whatever, it doesn't really matter, because gotcha. you're going to learn all these eventually, and you'll grind the, from one bag of the Ethiopian, so it's exactly the same coffee, mm-hmm. and you put them into to two cups Mm -hmm. you take the brazil you grind that one and you put it into the third cup gotcha so now you've got two ethiopians and one brazil so you've got two cups with the same coffee one cup with something different yes and and all the cups, I guess, is important to have. Make sure all the cups are the same. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Not yeah. that the one cup is different or and something. And that is actually this is a good point you make because I like to try and do this blind. What I do is I put a little, um, get a little yellow dot that you can stick on the bottom so you know mm. which one is the one that's by itself. And I'll put B on it for Brazil or something. Right. And then I'll put them on the table and I try and close my eyes without ruining the table and putting cups onto the floor but i move them around <laughs> shuffling like, them around yeah, and, yeah yeah and and or get someone else to do it whatever yeah and then you're basically ready to triangulate you're going to work out which one is all by itself and which two are the same what are some what are some kind of like i know you said sniff the back or sniff the back of your oh, hand yes what are some of the things that we want to be aware of as we're going into yeah, this i should say too that it starts off if you've never done this before it's like Oh, what, where do I, what coffees would I start with? Well, don't start with the same farm that has minute sort of differences in, in, in the character of the coffee. Start with two Ethiopians and a Brazil. I'd get good at distinguishing those, put them in the cups, two of one and one in the other cup, and move them around and get really good. And you get really quick at it. And you mm. just smell, smell. Yep, this one's this definitely, you lift the cup up, voila, it's got the yellow dot underneath it. Oh, yes. Perfect. And, and once you've got that under your belt, change mm. the coffees out. Yeah, and what's the process of triangulation? How do we start it? How do we get into it? Yeah, that's yeah. You you have the three cups in front of you, mm-hmm. and you, I I think it, you tend not to try and hold, like hold your hands behind your back or something. Rather than <laughs> bring your hands up and shaking it into your nose. So no shaking. No shaking. Probably a good idea because really all that does is the the fragrance pops out, and the next person who comes to smell the cup after you, if you're doing it with more than just yourself, mm. can't smell it as much because you've shaken it and the smell has disappeared. So actually shaking the cup can actually make the fragrance dissipate from the actual. Yeah, it's pretty delicate. So wow. you need to be delicate. So best don't just take your nose. 
down to the cup rather than cup up to the nose. You had said it's important to go with your first impression. That's right. There's a there's a uh, a disease in, in. Oh no! Yeah, there is. There's a disease in in in, in triangulation, and that would be called the uh, taste fatigue. Taste fatigue. Okay. Yeah. And what is that? That basically is as you smell coffees and do it again, and shake and, and you know change the cups around and smell again. You get overloaded in your senses, and you're starting to smell the same as the last time, and the mm. same cup. What cup one tastes smells as the same as cup three and so two does. What can we do to help reduce uh, the scent for Yeah, fatigue you you mentioned a good taste. thing. There's different things you can smell. The back of your hand, your yeah. shirt. Um, you got to be careful here that you don't have too much deodorant on because <laughs> that will you smell. This smells perfumey you know, or, right. or you know, like whatever old spice. So smell something that neutralizes between the cups. That's mm. not a bad thing it's simple to just smell i just smell my my sleeve yeah and 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 that helps me sort of lock in the first taste and get rid of neutralize it so i can then smell with 100 percent the next one right then you're not going in with fragrance from the other cup or something already on your mind you kind of have this new cleared out uh, space in your mind to, to smell the next it's the next helpful cup there. it's helpful one don't panic <laughs> it's not life or death. It's not life or death, unless you're in a Q grading exam. <laughs> but uh, and you do a whole lot of these, and it's just a really good way to practice and get good at distinguishing. And once once you start, you know, you, you're on the slope now of wow, yeah. Oh, I can smell this and that and earthy now. I know what that smells like, and mm. these are not bad smells. They're just different smells that you have not used to smelling and and identifying as such. Right. Right. So you've got, you know, you've sniffed, you're sniffing your hand or something in between, mm-hmm. you're looking at all these things. And the whole goal is to identify the two that are the same yep. and the Pro- one that's different. Yep. Go for trying those three cups. And as I say, don't go back because that just confuses the brain. It's like multi choice. Right. Yeah. Go with your first impression. <laughs> go with your gut. Yes, right. Or in this case, go with your nose. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's good. And, and then you say to change or like to, so we go, we've gone through this process. We're not yep. panicking. We've decided, you know what, this cup number four is, or number three is different. It <laughs> wouldn't be. It's wouldn't a quad or something. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> four is. Um, and what do we do once we've gone through it once? And I've already decided this cup is different. I would go through it and, and, and check if it got the yellow dot however how you however you're going to do that. Yeah. And if you don't get it right, do it again and find it. Well, when you do it again, would you shuffle the cups again? I wouldn't. I would just start simple and just get you. Oh, here's the one that's different. Smell that one again. You go, oh yeah, that one does smell different. Then once you've got sort of good at that, and mm. that, that won't take long. Then as you say, you can shift the cups around. Close your eyes. Just shift them around a few times. Get someone else to do it. Yeah. And uh, and start over again. And you'll once you get to 100 percent every time you shift them, you do it. You smell the one, odd one out. Do it again. Smell <laughs> the old one out. And 100 percent, you say, Wow, I've got. Ethiopian in Brazil under my belt. That's a bit of a generalization because there's so many coffees in Ethiopia and right. Brazil. Who knows? Yeah. Well, and, and how many times should we do that? Like, what's the typical, uh, I guess, what do they do in Q grading? How many how many times would they do this process with the same cups, essentially? Right. Q grading, they get a bit overboard on this, but uh, <laughs> you're going to do four testings of this for, for 40, 45 minutes. So four times 45. Uh, well, not four times forty-five. You're gonna four tests in forty-five four, minutes. Four, uh, I guess, tables of six coffees. About mm. then, you'll they'll go away, and you'll get another six that you'll now try and and so triangulate. You do that four times it takes about forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well, so obviously, you may not you may not have the capacity or the amount of coffee to do that where you're at now. Whoever's listening. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But 
there's no time limit that we have to do for this. No, no, it's that simple. While we're doing this, what are some things we can keep in mind? Like, you know, focusing on like a dominant flavor or what are the things that we can kind of be looking at to to help guide us through that process? That's right. And this is where knowing the lexicon helps. So you've got some words out there and mm. you can test yourself on that. But uh, you're looking for it, just something that's dominant, that stands apart from, from the other coffees. Right. Makes it unique. And you, you, you can smell two, and you're like, hmm, that's pretty dominant. Right. And then the second one, the third one, and it may be the, oh, the third one, I don't mean the end of the line, it may be the first cup you taste is the odd one out, mm. a smell that you, you taste. And just what what is the dominant, and you may go, it's fruit, nutty, spicy. You may, you, that's, you know, right. broad generalizations. That's good. If you can distinguish it just from that, you have done well. That's pretty good. So you're looking at bold flavors. You're looking at what's unique with this one from the others. Yep. And hopefully two of them taste similar. Um, yeah. And and that's where I, I you know, we're sort of moving into the curating test where, and you go into a cupping and you can taste it hot, warm or cold. And that'll give you some indications. Oh, when it's cold, this one obviously is the odd one out. And that's a good point too. As they cool down, they may differentiate in flavor more drastically. That's right. And But that's if you've gone to the next stage and you've actually cupped. You've put hot water on them and you've done that right. whole thing. We're just talking about just smell the coffee and you get that one under your belt. You will have done well. As we begin to wrap up what we're talking about with with, with this, we want to reiterate one of the things we talked about earlier was was pick t- pick something that's very different to start yeah. with. But don't make it too hard on yourself. Don't no. pick you know two different Ethiopias from different farms or something yeah. make it something where it's you know like you had talked about ethiopia put a costa rica in there put a yeah. you know something that's very different yeah um, natural coffees are very different you get ethiopian naturals they've got a definitely berry fruit flavor to them and then there's mm. going to be some differences you can compare that to a costa rican washed or something and they are very different and you will feel better about yourself because you'll <laughs> say oh this is this is easier than i thought you know it's it's like getting into the kiddie pool first and it's it's you know what if you've never been in water, that's where you need to start. Yeah, you gotta, good you idea. Gotta, you got to learn to to be in water before you can learn to swim. That's right. I guess some go you know jump in the deep end and they have to you live or die. But well, well, in this case, you don't live or die. I mean, you mostly just live. Ho- yeah, yeah, hopefully. Good. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> but uh, start with something big, and and as you kind of progress through that triangulation, get into you know different origins, or like you were saying, you could try an Ethiopian washed versus an Ethiopian natural. We had talked to. Uh, in a couple episodes, well, one of our more one of our first episodes yeah. with Emily uh, and Mike McIntyre yes, about yeah. washed Ethiopia yeah, and how that's yeah. a big thing coming about. But try different, you know, different styles of processing of the same coffee. Even. Yeah, that's right. If you can on the same farm and get a, a natural and a washed, right? That's great. That's There's fantastic. Just so many varieties of coffee, you won't know everything and but as you practice you will get I, honestly you will yeah. get better at it and it will make your enjoyment of your cup of coffee in the morning so wonderful well and it's even i mean i think that's the that's the big piece is you will start to quickly be able to identify different flavors mm-hmm. I, to me it seems like a more interesting way than cupping the same thing in you know six cups or whatever how many you might have yes to then detail its flavor we'll go for a couple different ones yeah like this two of the same one's different mm-hmm. and see what flavors you can pull out and you know, comparing them against each other, it may help actually to to pull out flavors in the different coffees. Yeah, you start appreciation coffee at a new level, I guess. 
a lot of us appreciate coffee. Mm. There's a lot more probably you don't, right. <laughs> for whatever reason that may be. All the non-tasters. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> there's those who think they're tasters. Anyway, anyway, they. Um, but you are, you take it to a new level, and suddenly the enjoyment in the cup is way, way more than you ever realized. Yeah. You get snobby, you get a bit nerdy, but, well, you're enjoying your cup in the morning. Absolutely. And you know why. So triangulation, we've talked about it. You know, there's there, there's more we can probably even go into. Oh, if you've got questions, again, let us know. We're so thankful again that you uh, would spend time with us to listen and to hear what we have to say about coffee. But uh, we look forward to, to having you join us in the next time. Thanks. <laughs>